Episode 3 of the 3 Northern Monkeys podcast. This week we'll be discussing UFC, where does Connor or Dustin go from here, ghosts, phantoms, ghouls and things that go bump in the night or a load of shite. Will 2021 be the biggest year ever for the Xbox and video games as a whole? As always, I'm joined by Lee and Dan, so let's dive in. Here we are, we've made it, finally, trials and tribulations I think is uh, the sum of it for us to actually get to the point of recording episode 3. So just wanted to do a quick shout out guys for a couple of people that uh, I've been talking to on and off since uh, episode 2. So Mark and John Dixon, the Mad Dogs. Uh, they've also been telling me that they're going to be joining the Xbox family soon. So it's good to know that some people have got some sanity out there. Wes Taylor. I hope they're good. I hope they're good. <laughs> Wes Taylor, also known as the Fresh Prince of Milmro. Uh The wily fox that is Wayne Rostron. And finally, Sally Taylor, the dirty bitch, sat at home eating Turkish delight. Can't believe it. Makes me feel sick. So, as we know, guys, also, since the last episode, we've recently launched our YouTube and Twitch channels. Uh, we've got some Red Hot Destiny 2 action on there, bit of Wurz, uh, Exotics, Nightfall, Gambit, and obviously, we're laying down some heavy fire, so check it out. That's uh, Twitch and YouTube, and from there, guys, how are we feeling? Don't say tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty good. Um, been extremely busy. Uh, <clears throat> with a lot of different stuff juggling at the same time. So, yeah, it's been mental to say the least. You are the Mad Hatter with all the hats that you are wearing at the moment, mate. Uh, you I know, feel like an octopus. Not a surprise. I'm wearing. Feel like an octopus, really that bad. Really, I could do with all them hands, to be fair. Very true, very true. And you, Dan, how are you feeling? I'm actually feeling quite tired. <laughs> You're I'm tired. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm all good. <laughs> I'm good in the hood. I'm good in the hood. How many burgers have we eaten this week? Um, that's a good question. Actually, I don't think I've had a McDonald's this week. <gasps> Yeah, I know, shocker, I know. But We've fallen I, out with that big sponsor that is McDonald's. No, I've just, I've just <laughs> run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very true, mate, very true. Well, I've not had a McDonald's because I'm too lazy to go and get one. <laughs> and also, I don't know what I'd have, to be honest. I think everything pretty much is meat, and the vegetarian stuff is, well, I think, shocking. The only vegetarian thing I've ever had, well, two things, from a takeaway, it would be the uh, the burger from KFC is okay, and the vegan sausage rolls. 
that's probably about it for me. But there we go. Enough about that, as they say. So, a few subjects this week, lads. UFC. Do we want to get into the wonderful world of ghosts in the afterlife? And then, ghouls and finally, ghouls. ghouls and ghosts. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and then, finish off with a nice little roundup and an open discussion around 2021, what it means to video games, and... You know, what are our, sort of our hot picks? I've got three here that I've sort of chosen across all three platforms, uh, apart from PC, because uh, pretty much that's Xbox. Um, and, you know, I think they're good for discussions. So without further ado, Lee, let's start with UFC 25-7. Well, did anyone even watch it? Oh, I see highlights. I did watch the highlights it, of all the facts, as you know. It was phenomenal the um i watched from the uh early prelims which had amir albazi and zamagalov and lentz nick lentz versus i can't pronounce his name is it l evliov i think but either way he's an absolute monster at 14 and all he, he absolutely smashed it the, the undercard was all right Seen better on the cards to be fair. The main card was unbelievable. With uh, starting off with Rodriguez versus Rebas. Did you see that one? The two did, women. Did, unbelievable. Did. Like I say, uh, what, I've got what, to be honest with you, when it comes to the rules, I don't know a great deal about it, but I do enjoy a good scrap, so I can enjoy it from rules, that point. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many rules to be fair. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a. Um, I pers- I personally had Rebass to win that. Um, Rodriguez was pretty much a shock, but yeah, that was decent. That that was really good. Um, yeah, Andrew Sanchez versus Muradov, which again, Muradov just absolutely levered him. He, he was in total demanding control all fight up until the knockout to be fair he was he, he, he was very very impressive um you got jessica i versus joanne calderwood joanne calderwood was the scottish lady she um basically she did for all three rounds up until when the decision was the clinch muay thai clinch and then yeah. through elbows and knees and everything. Yeah, mental. so I did, I did watch him, Paul. I mean, like I say, like, that Murdov, he looked like, for me, you know, totally in control of that fight. Um, you know, didn't really, you know, I didn't think he was under much threat and that Sanchez kept leaving himself a little bit open and eventually uh, got a, a nice air maker and that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. That was it. Um John Calderwood just saw she was just through unbelievable, vicious and horrible uh, knees to the body and the yeah. face of yeah, Jess I agree. One Very long legs. Use the yeah. reach, I think, to sort of keep her uh, eye away. And yeah. uh, I think it works, really, because she struggled to get in there and sort of make any dent, really. So, you know, it was, it was a difficult fight for her, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, it was. Definitely. That's why it went, went all that way. But Calderwood... Deserves, deserves uh, 
well, deserves a, a challenging spot, so if she wins the next one, it'll be for a title, I'd say. A block Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. That was sick. That was unreal. I literally <laughs> yeah. jumped up when Chandler hit Hooker right on the button. Yeah, like I said to you, he, he, to me, he just looks scared to death. There's a <laughs> reason. It looked like he didn't want to be there. <laughs> well, no one wanted that. No one wanted that fight. No one wanted a fight with uh, Michael Chandler. Um, basically, Dan Hooker was forced into it. Really, different weights or something. I was trying to have a bit of a read into it, but what? Because you know, is it, is it that he's moved from a different weight class or something? Who? <laughs> Michael Chandler moved from a different promotion. Yeah. Oh, uh, right, different promotion. From, yeah, that's from a deal about it. Right. Yeah, he moved, he moved he moved over from Bellator where he was an absolute monster. Um fighting at one fifty five. Um yeah. The, I was shocked at the size difference between Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler. There's a big size difference. But yeah, but then the main event was just unreal. Dustin Did Poirier. you see any of these done? Did you manage to catch any highlights or anything, pal? No, I'll be honest with you, I only um I only really saw the highlights of the Connor fight, so I'll be able to um, I'll be able to have an opinion when you get to that bit. But um, <laughs> like I said, going back to what you said to do, I think the only rule is don't do a Bruno. Um, and I think that's about it, really. <laughs> don't do a Bruno. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't kick like you can't kick in the face if you've got one one foot one one hand on the mat. Right. Um, you can't you can't kick to the head then you can't eye gouge and all the normal kind of rules. But yeah, a lot of people have McGregor walking through Poirier, but I put on sweater. I spoke to MMA who does yeah. MMA um, on the Thursday before I said Poirier will win because he's been more active, he's been training hard, he's, he's improved since 2014. And he he, he won't have none of it. And, <laughs> Well, I, I had a look at some of the stats on that. That boy was 27-6 and over something, which is actually better than Conor McGregor's stats, I think. Was that right? Uh, Dustin Poirier's, off the top of me, has 27-6 with one no yeah. contest. McGregor's 22-5. Right. Right. Um, but Dust, Dustin has just improved massively, absolutely massively. And... The main, the biggest downfall for Connor was he didn't have anything to to stop those calf kicks. And once you get those calf kicks, especially with your leading leg, you're unable to put the pressure on and I move around the octagon. That, yeah. it's, game, it's game over. <laughs> That's why he stopped. And what did you think of the fight, Dan? Because you said you actually yeah, saw a bit of this one. Yeah, I agree with Lee. It was, it was well, it's I, well, it's easy to agree because that's what happened, but. It it was. I mean, Connor had his moments in the first. He had a couple of little sparks here and there. But like Lee said, as as soon as his leg was gone, that was it. And I have to admit that the shape, um, the shape flipping thing he was in, I couldn't believe it. It was a total different, total different scenario from was it twenty fourteen the last fight? Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, it's total yeah. different. And you know, he's yep, like you said, if you can't lean, you, you know, you goose, but. I have to ask. I have to ask you this, Lee. Like, this kind of wasn't Connor. This was Connor 
this was a version of Connor that fought against Cowboy, and he's very humble, and he he just wasn't his usual self. Like, do you think do you think he just do you think it's there anymore for him? Do you think he's actually got the desire for it, or do you think he's just gonna go and do his uh, best Leo impression with all his money he's got? I straight after the fight, when you saw him on the ground, well, on the mat, he looked to me he looked done. He 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 just don't. His heart's not in it anymore. You can't come in and out, in and out of something as brutal as UFC. Well, yeah, I was going to say, do anything. How, how long is it between a fight now? Please? A year. He's not very dead active, is he, in there? No, he's dead on a year. And the thing is, he's having a year out and only doing training where other fighters have been two or three fights in that year. How is he expected to keep up with their standard? Because if you look at mm. the the uh, the division with the likes of Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler, you've got Khabib Magomedov, who could be coming back. You've got Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson. It's a fucking. It's one of the it's probably the best division in UFC. How can how can you expect to be even competing? Like for me, Connor. I'd I'd give Michael Chandler Connor next um, if Connor can get through that he's put himself back in contention but I think I think Dustin Poirier should be there's another fighter by the way at 155 Oliveira he's just sick he's unreal he should be up there he should fight Dustin Poirier next to be fair um, but do you not think do you not think with the fact that you know he's got a net worth of I believe according to Forbes of like 48 million dollars should he not just you know, take a bit of a step back, build a bit of a sports brand, you know, do a bit of commentary and take it easy. You know, if you if you haven't got it in you anymore. Well, what I think you have to like, you know, I mean, look at what Michael Jordan did after he left basketball. I mean, Michael Jordan left basketball and did a bit of baseball and, and, and a few other things. But, you know, he's now worth $1.6 So I know they're on a different plane, but in a different era... But surely there's a there's a market there to you know still get that you know that level of you know I would say um, presence and respect from people by being the fighter you are you know riding that wave and just cashing it in instead of fighting until you can't do it anymore and everyone then just remembers you for being the guy that couldn't do it anymore. I, I personally think he's in the same boat as what Floyd Mayweather is. He literally don't have to do it. He can mm. re- happily retire. He, his grandkids can retire with the money he's got. Yeah. Um, Mayweather the same. He's a, a lot more than Connor. Yeah. Uh, but he still fights. But we'll do it just for, yeah. for the living. But when you compare basketball to UFC basketball you can't really get I know money wise you can't yeah I know like life changing you can't you can't get an injury that's life changing you could get hit wrong and like uh you you say you could get an eye gouge by accident but it could Mm. blind you Mm. it's that it's that it's that kind of thing he does it because he he loves it but he needs to be more active to back because he's already got his legacy in UFC that damages the brand that's all that's all I'm thinking that you know it takes a long time to to build that brand and not many people so. are in such a fortunate position to you know 
have well, the, that. The UFC wasn't. The UFC wasn't. UFC was big, but UFC wasn't this big before Connor came about. And uh, Lee was saying about the light. Lee was saying about that division and he's naming all these people. These guys wouldn't be half the names they are and earn half the money if it wasn't for Connor. Mm. So oh. we we probably are past Pete Connor. Probably Pete Connor was when he he was pretty much champ champ basically. Um, yeah, like I said, like his legacy cemented. Yeah, mm. I don't think he needs it. Will he fight again? More than likely. I don't think he'd want to go out like that. But um, I think from a UFC's point of view, I think it's time for someone to take the mantle on. The thing is, though, no matter how, what, where, what record Conor has, Dana White's going to book him anyway because of the amount of pay-per-view buys he generates, True. the amount of attention he brings to it. So why would you not book him? There's three fights in my opinion no i do get that i do get that lee but he's not himself he's no he is not no he won't get that back i don't think there's there's no way but like i said he's he's still the biggest he's still the biggest box office and office in the sport Mm. yeah there's three there's three fights left which for him and i think dana white knows it as well and that's the trilogy with nate diaz the trilogy with Dustin Poirier and the rematch with Khabib. I can't see that last one happening. It would only not happen if Khabib rejects it. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, I love Connor to pieces, but he was on another level. Khabib, Khabib's yeah. always going to be on yeah. another level to everyone. Exactly. <laughs> he, is, he is my goal. He is... If, if, that good. If, if that fight's going to happen again, he's he's got to go through the other two that you mentioned. He's got to go through Nate. He's, he's got to get Dustin to two and one. Yeah, he's got to beat Dustin. But you're going to see a lot of Oliveira and you're going to see a lot of Chandler now. I guarantee that. I think Tony Ferguson's done. Um, and I think it's between Poirier, Khabib, Chandler, Oliveira. Gaethje, that's my mm. my prediction anyway for that. That's just summing up of it, is it? Pretty much that. If if Connor can get them three fights, you won't see him again after that. He's retired three times now and come out three times, so you won't What's see him again. What's your summing up of it, Dan? Um, I think Lee's Lee's pretty accurate there. The, the only thing I say is that I hope he, like I said, he, he's took the the the, the game as Jr. says. It's mm. took the MMA game to a whole new level. And I, I'd like to see him go out better than what he, he did. I think he deserves that. I think for what he's done to the sport, whether whether people like him, disagree with him, etc., yeah. he, he's done he, he's done wonders for that sport. And he's you know he's he, he's done magnificent for all MMA fans. Would I say even if you don't like him, that sport's a complete different kettle of fish yeah. now. So yeah, I'd I like to. I'd like to see him get in there and give him a second. But again, that's worth, that's worth for me. You know, I know you're talking about basketball being a completely different thing, but, you know, basketball, you know, Jordan sort of, you know, was massively, massively part of the, you know, the the, the sort of magnitude of what basketball became. Um, and that's why for me, you know, I think he should focus a bit more on the business side of things. 
I, th- I think um, the good thing about Michael Jordan is you don't. Well, me personally, I do not remember his time <laughs> when he come back. <laughs> I only remember the, the, the Chicago Bulls. I don't remember exactly, exactly but he, he's an all-round sportsman. See, that's the thing oh, it's just, with Jordan. It's just you know, that. It can I turn mean, his hand to lots of different things, and I think, you know, I think McGregor can do that. How he's done a couple of sort of, I don't know what you want to call like promotions or whatever, but you know, I think that's where it could really sort of, you know, cement himself further. You know, take, he's got his whiskey. Well, you know, yeah, this is what says, you know, all, right. all these different things that they can turn the hand to. And do you know what? Even if it's just an exhibition fight every now and again where he takes on, I don't know, a boxer or he takes on somebody from, you know, jiu-jitsu or something, you know, just something that's just completely random. That just well, Michael, what about a YouTuber? I'm a, what, <laughs> I'm a what, sorry? What about a YouTuber? Because <laughs> that's where boxing's going at the moment. It's all these yeah. YouTubers. Yeah, well... And yeah. I, to be honest with you, I think it's kind of... It's leaving a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, that. Like, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. You know, there's a difference between really? being a proper boxer and a celebrity who does a bit of boxing. What about you, Lee? You're you're passionate about the, the fighting game. Like, what do you think yeah. about this YouTube? Well, I think they all should fuck off. And go I and think that's a good way other. of summing it up. So. <laughs> yeah, really, really. <laughs> that's a good close to cult, that subject. Culture clowns, to be fair. Fucking gloves back in the cupboard and stick to fucking Twitch or whatever else it is that you're doing. And go fuck yourself. <laughs> I knew you'd have to throw that in there. But, you know, you it was the perfect that. time I had to go for it. Perfect timing, Stu. Perfect timing. So, I suppose that brings us on to... Our next subject. Ghosts, ghouls, and spits. goblins. Goblins? No, not goblins. No, I haven't seen any goblins. But um, obviously, I sent both of you guys uh, a picture earlier in the week or a week or so ago now every day seems to be the same at the moment as we know but um little picture that i'd taken up at um secret location shall we say and uh sent it over let you guys have a bit of a look at it and i think it was safe to say that lee was not uh you know backward and coming forward as it were with his opinion and he is on mute at the moment so i am going to ask you a question eventually so yeah, Be ready. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, I think you were not too over enamoured and a bit dismissive of what I sent over at first. Is that is that true to say that? Dust particles floating through the air. That's all it was. Pal. Dust particles, dust particles. And you, Dan, what was I your thoughts it, on the? I, on think, the... <laughs> I think it was a JJ Abrams flare. <laughs> I'm telling you, you watch both the Star Trek films, and that is exactly what's on that picture, Stu. JJ, well, Star Trek and all these other things, they're very good at predicting the future, aren't they? And things that are likely to happen. So if you're wondering what we're all talking about, we're talking about orbs. So I sent a lad's picture over uh, that have been taken, like I say, secret location. Um, and basically had a picture of what is known as orbs on it. Now, to sort of back that up, lads, and I had sort of briefly mentioned it to you, that whilst I think some of those pictures that are out there and on the internet, and maybe the one that I sent over, you know, could be a dust particle 
ray of light hits it, cameras at a certain angle, and it looks a bit like something when you take the picture. But since that picture being taken, um, there was an interesting series of events. So um, at said secret location, a uh, a group of lads were invited up because there was a, shall we say, well, in fact, before I before I go any further with the uh, with the story, if you work for Petter, uh, please tune out now because you might be slightly offended by what I'm going to say. No. Have you? Have they gone? Have they gone, lads? I think they've tuned they've out gone. now. They've gone. Excellent. So, group of lads were invited up to said location, as there was a, a rampant infestation of rabbits that needed to be dealt with. So these lads come up, they use air rifles, night vision, all the jazz, dogs the lot, and come up on an evening to deal with said problem. So they come up on the evening, show them where everything is, and off they go. The next morning, catch up with the lads because they've done it through the night. They've got a few of the shows, obviously. You know, they've got about a dozen or so rabbits that they've dealt with, exterminated, shall we say. And while we're having a brew and having a bit of a chat and going through the uh, the events of the evening, it just happens to drop into the conversation. You do know there's lights in that field, don't you? Sorry, there's lights that dance round the field in the middle of the night. And I say, well, what is that with the night vision or naked eye or whatever? No, 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 with night vision and with the naked eye, there's lights dancing round the field. So instantly a bit of a, a chill up the spine, not too sure exactly what they're talking about. And again, this field is next to the location that that picture was taken, that it could well be a speck of dust with a bit of light on it. And to further impact that and further, shall we say, cement the story, there is a, a chap who lives not far from said location who can be, you know, sanity can be questioned maybe at times, um, who has also seen said lights in field. So now that I've told you that bit of a story, guys, what are you, what are your thoughts now? Uh, how much how much alcohol was involved? Uh, on drugs. Zero. <laughs> Zero. How many mushrooms were involved? <laughs> I won't lie, you small kid. <laughs> Going back to Mr. Burns from The Simpsons again, guys. Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Remember when he's radioactive? In the field. Yeah. In the field. From episode one of the Free Northern Monkeys podcast. Confirmed, it was not Mr. Burns in the field. But, I mean, on a, on, a, on a serious note, I mean, have you guys ever had an experience or known anyone that's had an experience or have you got any stories yourself? Um, not really. It's just I've always heard it and dismissed it. But like, yeah, that's not, that's not right kind of thing. But... I'm a got to see it to believe it kind of person. I sort of get that. I sort of get that. And you, Dan? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think the idea of actually seeing a ghost kind of seems a little bit ridiculous to me. But at the same time, 
I don't know, man. I don't know because there's so much like it's hard to describe, right? But basically, no, no, I'm gone. <laughs> just it's ridiculous to me seeing his goals, but I think it's other kind of spirits. That's that's the best way I can describe it, but. I can't imagine seeing well, do you think, ghosts. Do you, do you think there's like an energy or an aura or something? You know, when we all check out, you know, that energy, does it go somewhere? Does it transfer? Or is that just it? No, that's it. You're gone. Well, I know you're gone. Oh, God. <laughs> Especially if they put you in that fire. But there we go. Cool. We're talking about off. spirits and energy. We're not talking about the physical. I, I kind of think yeah. like... Say, I don't know. Say you go to the, the supermarket, and um, I don't know. You have to, you have to, I don't know, like pack a jaffa cakes, and then there's one left. They're all gone, and it's one left. I think that's your granddad come back as a spirit to say jaffa cakes are there. <laughs> but also little, do you, do you know, like I won't say like it was you know, meant like, to be. It yes, was your destiny. And you know, like, when, <laughs> it was your destiny to have those jump kicks. And, and you know, when you have like um, deja vu, or you know, you, you get really lucky with something. Say, say, uh, I'm trying to think of an example here, but say, basically, you, I don't know, you go out and it starts pissing it down as soon as you walk through the door. I think maybe that's some kind of spirit just kind of looking out for you. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a weird. Things happen for a reason. Is that what you're sort of saying? Like this. The, Every now and again, you paid a little visit from your granddad or whatever, who gives you a little bit of good luck, and you don't realise it. Mm. See, it's funny because you know, I, I'm I'm a little bit on Lee's side, believe it or not. But then, so many people around me, I've had experiences, and have been completely random. That it then starts me questioning like i said i'd love to see it myself i've not seen any of this myself i haven't you know i'm not gonna pretend that oh yeah i've seen it and it's it's 100 true and this that and the other but so many people around me and at the secret location i've had these experiences that it just it just makes me think you know that there must there must be something you know even when you know i get told stories by so you know I'll, I'll give an example that you know when i when i used to live at home um eventually you know my, my mum's dad used to live with us and he, he passed away in the house uh died of cancer and his, and his treatment and when uh my granddad had obviously passed on his room became free in the house so would be sharing for a long time with my brother i thought absolutely happy days i've got my own room now I haven't got to tidy up after my brother, so I'll, I'll get moved into there. So I moved in, and obviously there was, uh, you know, dating my wife at the time. And we sat around having Sunday dinner like you do, just having a conversation, and got on to the topic of talking about my granddad, talking about he used to have his wheelchair, and he'd, and he'd come across the hall, and he'd hear these wheels on the hall, and then he'd kick the living room door open, and he'd hear it creak, and then... He'd uh, go through and kick the door shut behind him. Um, and suddenly my wife's face went white as a sheet and then proceeded to tell us how one night she heard exactly that, even though 
is no longer with us. So, you know, these things keep happening. Um, you know, I've got a nephew who keeps seeing his granddad that he's not really met. Um can describe him in detail. Um, you know, my father in law has had an experience worse. You know, he went in his room once and all his uh, pajamas were folded. Um, and no one had done that. You know, he had a bit of an argument with the with his wife about it, and no one had touched them. Uh, but his his mother used to do that. Used to fold everything. So it just it just makes me think. Like I say, I've not personally had any experience, but it just makes you think. Mm. Still no for me. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Listen, this is the whole point of debate, Lee. That is the whole point of debate. So, I think, you know, what would be interesting if anyone's listened to the podcast and had any personal experiences or, you know, got any stories that they'd like to share with us on Facebook or Twitter, please send them over. And uh, I won't be as demissive as Lee's, and I will have a look at it. And it'd be very interesting <laughs> to hear about it. Um. I think um, Conor McGregor could have done with some divine inspiration uh, earlier in the week, but there we go. And so I'll, could have I'll, done Liverpool, but there I'll we go. Def- I'll definitely have a look and then tell you <laughs> why you're wrong. Definitely. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that. Wonderful subject covered off. And, you know, obviously one of the other things I just wanted to say is that, you know, to ancient history and all these other sort of, uh, you know, parts of time, even like the ancient Aztecs had a belief of the afterlife, you know, with the underworld and all those other th- wonderful things that might happen once we check out, and brings us wonderfully into our new sponsor. Well, we might talk shit, but sure as hell we wouldn't promote shit. So check out serpentforge.com today, and to sweeten the deal, we've been given a special promotion code 15 Forge. Enter it on checkout to save 15%. Dan, we might talk shite, but sure as hell, we wouldn't promote shite. So here's a shout out to our sponsor, SerpentForge.com, an independent men's jewellery brand based in Sydney, Australia. SerpentForge.com focuses on producing nothing but the finest and unique rings and pendants from 100% sterling silver and gold influenced by Aztec, Mayan, Greek and Asian mythology. So check out serpentforge.com today using our special promotion code 15FORGE to save 15% on your entire order. Something juicy, something tangible, something that's not the figment of someone's imagination or somebody who's had too much whiskey or drugs. A Big Mac? Video games. Oh, As we all love a little bit of video games every week, let's talk about your bit, which is 2021. Take it away. Well, it's going to be a big year for gaming, isn't it? The industry is going to be absolutely booming this year. Um, so I've just got three games myself that I'm actually going to look forward to, which I'm going to share with you guys. Um, so the first one is a game that was announced in 2018. Do you remember 2018 when we could go to the fucking pub? 
because I can't. I do, I do, I do remember 2018. It seems yeah. a very, very long time ago. It, does, it yeah. seems like it seems like a lifetime ago. It was before I was 40. So yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I died of COVID and I'm a ghost. Who knows? Maybe it seems that are. long I ain't ago. Afraid of no ghost. <laughs> I am the key master. Anyway, <clears throat> for the first game was um, announced in 2018. It's from a studio called Midway Entertainment. Um, and it's headed by a guy called Josh Holmes. I don't know if you know this, Stu. Um, Just in case anyone's listening, that was not John Holmes, with the man with the massive penis. Just to be quite clear. Well, Josh has got a lot to um, live up for, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this Josh Holmes uh, worked at 343, believe it or not. So he's had some experience working on Halo games. Yeah. And this game's called Scavengers. Now, um, I sent you guys the YouTube video the other week. You did. Uh, you did. did. I had a look at it, and it seemed almost like the media was talking about it for a while. And then it sort of went silent. And I can't really find much on that. I it think has, they about it, it's going to come out, but... Well, I'll, I'll give a bit of an update, basically. They had a beta test in December on PC. So obviously just that's just set the scene to what type of game it is, because obviously you know people won't know what that is. What is it? So it is a PvPVE, which basically is it's kind of like a battle royale, but it's not. Um, they kind of used the idea of a battle royale and um, put their own little twist on it. So the idea of this game is obviously you dropped into a map. You're in your teams of three, but rather than be the last team standing, this is kind of about collecting loot. And the way you collect loot is obviously you go to certain areas on the map, and that's where you get your PVE con- content. So obviously you're going to be killing AI, you're going to be fighting bosses, I believe. So is this a bit like, and guys, I didn't play it, but apparently, you know, Lee's even told me it's a very good game, like The Division. It is, but it's it, it. Well, I guess you could. I guess it's got elements of it, but it's it's quite different. Obviously, it's a third person. It's a shooter. Um, yeah. But obviously, division didn't have this kind of mold to it. It had like a, an idea, similarity, but not quite what Scavengers is going for. So, as I was saying before, it's kind of like PVE. You collect your loot. But obviously, you've got that PvP element as well. So while you're going around the map, mm. trying to loot up, and this game works like Battle Royales, where the map keeps getting smaller, and eventually you got all these teams like boxed up in this little circle. Um, so all you fucking snipers out there, yeah, you have no chance because you'll be in this yourself. little tiny box. <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna get a fucking shotgun right to the face. Exactly. Sorry, Dan. No, no, you're right, but they do actually... It looks like you can take quite a bit of uh, bullets. It looks like your character could be a sponge on this, so right. that's the impression I got. So maybe a, a couple of shotguns to the face. Um, so platforms is it on? Platforms. Currently, it's only on PC, and that was a beta test in December. However, they're looking to get it on Xbox and PS4, Stroke 5. In December, and is that beta still available? Was it via No, it's, it's not. It's, fin- it's finished now. Um, they've Is actually just dropped a little bit of news. Um, so they're looking to get 
uh, back. I don't know if it's going to be another beta. I don't know if they're going to release the game fully, just in a little beta form, I guess, or it's just going to be a private one. But looking about March uh, of this year to get something. I think, you know, when it comes available, let's... uh... Let's get signed up to it well, and get I've, it on the old uh, on the old Twitcheroonie. Exactly. Well, the the thing was the thing for me was like, obviously I played Destiny with you guys, but I do like a bit of Fortnite, and I find there's not yeah, a but lot that's of fucking kids, Dan. You know what I mean? I, what are you talking you know, about? You need to be staying only, off there. That's for the I'm kids. I'm only twenty. That's for I'm the kids. Twenty. Man. That's for the kids. I, I'm not in my thirties. I swear. <laughs> 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 Fuck off! You're thirty soon. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking time you have to remind me. And um so basically, um obviously I want this uh, there's not really a lot of third party third person battle rails that I kinda like. So I think this is good because obviously you get killed, you're back in the game and you're looting up, you got a PvE. I, I think it'll be quite a hit. But what are your thoughts on it, Lee? You're very quiet there with your microphone off and doing a raspberry every now and again. What do you think about it? How does it sound to you? I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, I thought it looked I'll, interesting. You say it over, and I, I'll be honest with you, it, it piqued my interest. A lot of them, they're a bit, yeah, yeah, a bit the same, and I'm not really that bothered for them. But this one, this one, looked, I thought it looked all right. So I think one to watch. You know, I think uh, for me, I'll, I'll keep my eye out for it, Lee. You want to keep your eye out for it, Paul? I will be. Um, I'm actually looking forward to it. Oh, definitely, yeah. it's uh, a a see, good a good recommendation there, Dan. So, what's your next one? Well, my next one is um, a PS5 game. So, Lee, I'll um, try and cover your ears at this you, point. You could yourself out. <laughs> or, or get get your rosary beads out and hold the cross <laughs> next to the camera. So it starts burning me alive. Um, and to be honest with you, this, this game means a lot to me. It's always has, and it's Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, what a absolutely, you know, tour de force, I would say, on PlayStations, you know, and you can shoot me for that, Lee, but I've got to say there's a few things that, you know, I think that get made for the PlayStation that really make you every now and again think, yeah, I'd like to play that, I'd like to play that, but... I should have got that Netgear Switch, I should have, should have got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> I'm silently crying. Lee's just turned into a sound effects machine for the last bit of the podcast. <laughs> as quiet as a ghost. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Ratchet and Clank. I played this since I was. I don't know when the first one came out. It was obviously on PS2, but the the story was my granddad, that's seventy odd years old, had a PS2. Bless him, and it was the really slim one. It must have been like the last model that come out. Is that 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 wasn't that one with the um? They actually had a lid that you lifted up. Yes, it was. The yeah, thing in the world. Thin. It was like literally super, lifted up and stuck the disc in. It was super thin. Well, for the time uh, it was. Yeah. And um, he gave he gave me this game, and I was like, "What's this?" Anyway, I ended up playing it. I loved it, and I played yeah, them all ever I since. I have a copy of Ratchet and Clank somewhere myself. It may, it, I can't remember. It's PS2. Might be PS3. The old George Foreman grill machine one as well. <laughs> that was a beast. That that was, was. the one I PS One. Still got it, brother. It's upstairs. What a beast! Yeah. Um, great. So this 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 one is actually set after the 2013 PS3 game. 
Um, there was a PS4 game for Ratchet and Clank, but that was based on the film that Sony kind of tried to cash in on. It tanked, mm. obviously. It wasn't a good film. Shock. I love the characters, but Sony again fucking up a franchise. <clears throat> Spider-Man. Um, so, basically, they tried to do Ooh. that. It's not worked. I'm, I, I, you can hum what you want. Flipping, I'm sorry, but Tobey Maguire, mm, it was good at the time, but no. The third one was shit. And then Andrew Garfield, the only good thing about that was Emma Stone's. I give you that. Mm. And then obviously they, they tried to cut Disney out again. Um, didn't they? Remember when it all came out, like they, they, they broke the partnership up and some Holland had to get on Twitter and Instagram and beg basically Sony and Disney to sort it out. Yeah, the balance. It's a lot of shy I'm sorry, it's Sony. Shy. Sony, the bellends at that stu- that that corporate level, the bellends, the really well, are. It, I, I just think you know if you're not going to do anything with it yourself, no, but the, the, then the, let someone fucking do doing. something with it. The, the I mean, of Andrew Garfield, they don't know what they're doing with it. Yeah. Apart from Emma yeah. Stones, <laughs> whoever, whoever, whatever corporate. Well, I think, I think I the key, the key thing that I remember about this Ratchet and Clank game. The new one is that it really, really does sort of take advantage of that super fast SSD in the PS5, where you're sort of going through like diff- like portals in real time into different worlds and stuff, which I think, you know, that's sort of, again, you know, like previous Ratchet and Clank games is that sort of, you know, this is why you want a PS5. I mean, I believe it's been delayed again. I don't know what the new release date is. I think a lot of Sony games have been delayed, haven't they? Mm. And actually, a quick side note, that Destruction All-Stars, which I actually quite like the look of, and I know you did, Stu. Honourable mention. I that's like been, the look of that's that been too, delayed yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. So anyway, let's just recap this dead quick. So sequel to the 2013 PS3 game. So it's been a while since we've had a, a continuation of the yeah. official canon story. And like I said, I think they're brilliant games. Um, I, I love the look of it, mate. I've seen the trailers of it. I've watched the gameplay. I think it looks a really interesting game. I like the way that they've utilised that SSD, you know, where they're going in and out of it. And, you know, we do say every single time one of these games is shown off, but it does look like a Pixar cartoon. It really does. So definitely one for me. And apart from... If I'm fortunate enough to have a PS5, when the scalpers have finished fucking nicking them all and I can afford one, I think I'd probably get it. (laughs) And, And obviously, apart from the SSD... Um, I think I do think they bring they need to bring some kind of new gameplay to Ratchet because it's always the same. Even though I love it, it's always the same. Mm. And I suppose the good thing is because they've they've done the Spider Man and Miles Morales. Mm. Hopefully they can bring a, what they learnt to that and add it to Ratchet, and make an even better game. I think a lot of that's so, going to come fingers from crossed. the controller, though the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback and and those sort of things. You think that's where some of those new features are going to come from? Spatial well, yeah. audio as well. That's another thing we've talked May- about. Maybe, but I just want a different type of gameplay. I don't want it to be you start at A and then you go to B and it's just a straight line. I want them to do something different. Mm. But it does look very pretty and um, I, I, I hope they can nail it and I, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm just mindful of time. Now, have you have you brought any to the party? Lee, have you brought any games that you'd like to to throw in the melting pot? There's literally only one, and that's Far Cry 6. 
Far Cry 6. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hit us with the details. The main character, well, the main villain, is played by Gustavo. You would, you'd know if you watched Breaking Bad. Yeah, he was the owner. About Mandalorian. And better I've never seen Mandalorian, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's basically just like a... It looks like revolutionised Cuba. Um, yeah, I saw the trailer for it. It did look interesting. Has it been any gameplay of it yet? No, not yet. Um, it's out... I think it might be like August, uh, May, May 25th it's out. So that's expect some gameplay shortly. But yeah, it looks epic. It's... Uh, I think I think there's uh, online play as well. Um, is that like your jam, Far Cry? Then is that something you've have you played all of them, or is it just this um, one sort of has grabbed your attention? I played free with Vass as the villain. That was quality. I played the fourth one. I didn't play the fifth. It looks horrendous. <laughs> um, but yeah, six looks like it's gonna bring me back. Awesome! Awesome! I think yeah, you know, I've got I've got three written down here, but I'm I think it would be rude of me to not mention the game that for me has to deliver this year and hopefully will be the biggest game this year on our beloved platform that is the Xbox and that is Halo Infinite. Um I mean, you know, I know it's had a bit of a a turbulent time already in development when they showed off the uh, the gameplay of it and it got absolutely slaughtered uh, in the games media but for me you know I, I actually thought it looked okay I think you know I'd have probably been happy with it but also to the same degree I think do you know what I would rather a game be delayed and be better when it is released than rushed to the market or, you know, things being brushed under the carpet like what has recently happened with with Cyberpunk. So they've sort of, you know, I would say, you know, turreted now and uh, gone back into their shells and not really saying an awful lot about it and there's been people leaving the studio. But for me, I... I can't see them dropping the ball on it. I think it will be a good game when it comes out. I think it's very interesting with the fact that they're doing the um, multiplayer separate. Uh, and I believe I believe it's also yeah free to play as well, isn't that? Uh, so I think I think that will be interesting. And you know maybe it was one of the reasons why they tried to just double the price of Xbox Live Gold, but thankfully somebody within uh, Microsoft does have a set of ears and a brain between them and when everyone kicked off about it they backtracked and I believe they've also said that games that are free to play will now not need uh, Xbox Live Gold can anyone confirm or deny that? No I believe you're right there is a list out there can't remember off the top of my head but there's actually quite a few there's Mm. actually quite a few on that list so that's yeah. a really good move after a colossal fuck up. <laughs> yeah, was a bit of a clusterfuck as far as I'm concerned. But Massive. I think I think the biggest thing for me, more than anything about it, is it, other than playing online now, the games with gold. 
that you get every month are pretty much shite. There's very little that you think, oh my god, yeah, I want that, because everything's Game Pass. So I don't understand why they haven't sort of amalgamated it or merged it into Game Pass so that you don't have to have a separate thing. But, you know, I'm sure they'll sort it out. I'm sure they'll get around to it. But for me, Halo Infinite, I think it's got to deliver. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to a good Master Chief game. Um, You know, we've not had a good one for a while. How about you guys? What do you think about the old Halo I think I've everyone in the community. One. Oh, go on, Lee. Sorry. I've only ever played one. You only mm. played one. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I thought, is that, is that all right? It's, I think it's going to take a few goals to get used to it and mm. give it a good, give it a good. Uh, well, give an honest opinion after a few goals. It's unfair to give. It's a generational uh, thing, to be honest, because. I'd, how, how many do you played before we started playing Master Chief Collection? None. None. Oh no, no, tell lie. I played number five, and I bl- well from experience, the the the, um, the plot was crap, and I, I, <laughs> I believe I'm not the only one. So it sounds no, like not. the, the no. worst one to start on. But number five, and then obviously I've started number one with you with yourself. Yeah. So you know. Fingers crossed, it'll uh, they'll polish that turd, and we'll all be very happy come Christmas this year. Um, and then I'm sort of a bit torn really between two plat two other platforms, you know, because I don't want us to just obviously talk about uh, the Xbox, but there are a couple of games that catch my eye, and I think it's between Breath of the Wild two and God of War Ragnarok on the PS5. Now, you know, if it was to toss a coin up between the two and someone said, you can either have one or the other, sorry, Link, but I think it would be God of War. And even though we've only had a bit of a a sneak peek trailer, um, I think we're in in for a treat there. If it's anything like the last one where they sort of redesigned it, made it more of a third-person action rpg i just think it's going to blow our minds especially taking advantage of the power that's in the ps5 even though it's not as much as the xbox series x i think it's going to be again one of those sort of playstation 2 to force games where it makes you think you know what does look pretty good i want to check that out but until they do a black ps5 and people stop scalping them I'm not even interested. But, you know, what are your thoughts even on then, I'm not interested. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Why? I think, you know, I think I'd probably wait until it becomes, you know, an old one where you can get them pretty cheap before I buy one. I don't think I'd rush in and, you know, try and divide my time, you know, at this stage because I think there's going to be an awful lot for us to, you know, focus on with the Xbox this year, uh, especially with Game Pass. I mean, I've hardly played any of the games that are on Game Pass. I was just investing so much time in Destiny and what have you. So, yeah, for me, you know, the two games for me that I think are going to be standout ones this year, I think hopefully it's going to be Halo and hopefully we're going to get to see something tasty with uh, the new God of War game. So, 
Anything else for discussion, lads? Mindful of time, trying to stick to that wonderful golden hour. Mm, no, 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 nothing. <laughs> you're still, you're still tired. You, you ain't fooling anyone. You're still tired. I think he's been having a sneak. He's been micro napping in between when, he's, especially when I'm talking, micro nap. <laughs> no, I'll be. I'll, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit tired, but... Uh, <laughs> you're fucked, man. You're not tired, tired. you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Little bag bus. <laughs> and that is really showing my age, mentioning bag bus, but there we go. So I suppose that just leads us to say thank you very much for tuning in and uh, join us again on episode four when we'll have... Uh, Hopefully some more interesting subjects to talk about. Maybe not feel as tired.